Okay, I think I just did the stupidest thing of all time. I just dropped my microphone into my cup of coffee. The cup of coffee tastes great though, because I kind of just licked it off. But I just need to do a quick sound check before I start recording this. So, uh, yeah. Uh, vagina, vagina, vagina. Penis, penis, penis. Penis, 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 penis. Okay, I'll just listen to that back now. Okay, great. It's not broken. Actually sounds great. Fantastic. Okay, so the first thing I want to talk about, well, what I've been getting up to this week. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll know I've been trying to give information on each political party for the upcoming general election that is this Saturday. Um, yeah, so it brings out, I think, the weirdest people out of the woodwork, like the, f- the biggest freaks of all time. Literally, people that don't even follow me have been messaging me just being like, you're the worst. Um, obviously, I've had to deal with like patronizing adults such as, for example, just, you know, normal adults that don't know how to use the internet, people on Twitter, but they're easy to ignore, I feel like, you can just, you can say, oh, yeah, you're a boomer, you know, the usual comebacks, like, I'm shit at comebacks, but I usually just give a fat ignore, but it's hard when there's people, I think, my own age patronizing me, it just feels like, it just, it cuts a little deeper, and it stings, it's a bit stingier, I feel like, you know, because people your own age are just like, (laughs) you're an idiot, you know, sending loads of passive-aggressive question marks, loads of dot, dot, dots, and for me, what I'm trying to achieve is trying to make each piece of information that I put out somewhere is to make it digestible and approachable for people, so it's not in pretentious language, and it's very understandable and easy for people, you know, to understand, basically, and a lot of times when people use pretentious language and try to just sound smarter than the other, which is usually what adults do, they just like throw some, you know, um, I don't know, elegant vernacular into their conversations, into their arguments to try sound smarter when in matter of fact, they're not actually making any sense. Like sometimes when I read arguments on Twitter between adults, I don't even know what side they're debating on. Like I literally don't, I don't even know what they're saying. So that's kind of the way I try to do it because I'm doing it on Instagram. Obviously that's a platform for like beautiful things and aesthetic. Um, so I think it's a good way to try implement some sort of education into an app that might not be surrounded by education or learning things uh so yeah if anyone wants to come for me you can come for me again but I'm well able to handle it to be honest um sorry if I'm slurping in this if that is that gross or rude I don't know but yeah I think I have thick enough skin to be able to deal with it and I don't really care to be honest because I know from growing up my dad is literally attacked on Twitter all the time for anything he says because he is a journalist and has his own radio show but for me from my point of view I am not a journalist so I don't have to abide by you know bias legislation I don't have to like what give equal time to each politician and each political party I can have my own opinion I can say who I don't like and I am an influencer I'm doing quotation marks I know people hate when people use those words but that's exactly what I am if you have a following and people who listen to you and make their like maybe choose their opinions or you can you have the ability to sway their opinions you are an influencer whether that be influencing someone to buy something or influencing an idea into someone's head so I do use that to my advantage not in terms of like propaganda or like jargon towards other political parties but I am giving my honest opinion I obviously want a left-wing government um now what caused some controversy with people and what got like the most patronizing comments from people particularly from like youth uh, political party groups you know like young Fine Gael in DCU or like young Sinn Féin in NUID um and a lot of these people I already follow on Twitter, so I already know their kind of the how their mind works and their opinions, because that's kind of like another realm of you know a com- compartmentalizing people's brains and into different social media apps. Twitter is like where people put their actual thoughts and honest opinions, and Instagram is just like I I don't know. It's just for people to attack each other and kind of, I, I have no idea. But anyway, well, Twitter is kind of for that as well. But anyway, these people who I already follow on Twitter have been texting me on Instagram, you know, kind of texting me as if I already don't know these things, which is kind of, is patronizing. You know, just assuming that I already don't know these things because obviously they've already shared that information on their own Twitter that I follow because I try to keep, you know, I try to keep updated with the kids, what the kids are saying. Um, but because I have started a podcast, I'm trying to keep as informed as possible when it comes to politics or like any other, I don't know, issue that has, that arises, you know, with my generation anyway. Um, so what I have received is like messages from these people being like, 
hello, you know, hello, question mark. Are you aware that this, this is completely untrue? This is totally false. It's like, you don't need an adjective to explain that it's completely false. And you don't need to ask me if I'm aware. That is already a paradox. Like that is already a rhetoric question. You know, like that is completely just condescending, especially to someone who I might be older than them. They don't know. Like my age is kind of ambiguous anyway. I'm 22 by the way, but people who are like 20 haven't texted me like this. And I'm just, you know, not that age matters, but like there's a respectful way to send some information to people, especially when I fucking already know it. Do you know what I mean? Oh God, I'm getting a bit worked up now. But that's the only thing that's kind of annoyed me. But usually when people message me stuff like that, it's very hard for me to resist um, confrontation. Like I love, if, even if it's a message request, like you can, you could, that's giving you the option to ignore it. Like they don't even know if you've seen that message or not. But sometimes I find it really hard, especially with boys for some reason, when they just send me like this um, very quick snappy like comeback that doesn't even make sense. You know, I just, I can't resist like just replying but usually it actually resolves itself. I feel like, especially with texting boys, I don't want to generalize genders anyway, but this is just true. And what, like what my experience has come to the conclusion of, but with boys text me, if they've said something like cheeky uh, or patronizing or condescending, I usually just reply respectfully and just give my, you know, give my two cents. And then we actually come to a solution at the end of it. Whereas when girls are texting me just fucking dissertations, English paper two of stuff that I already know and a stuff that they, it is apparent that I already know that since I am a well-rounded empathetic person, which is very, very blatant from my Instagram or any social media that I have, that I just want equality for everyone, which is usually what my generation are striving towards, except for the odd few, uh, f- sorry for the, um, insults, but freaks. I mean, the, the odd freak that is just like yup in a gale for absolutely no reason. Um, and there's completely no reasoning behind that other than their parents telling them to. But people, for example, sorry, going on tangents and rants here, but girls that text me dissertations again, and I reply saying, yes, I agree to everything you're saying, are still just like, yeah, do you understand the implications of you having not the following? Like, yes, obviously I know that. That's exactly why I'm fucking doing it. I don't want people to vote Fine Gael or Fianna Fáil. Even though they're in a, they are supporting a left-wing party and they're fight, I have no idea. Anyway, and I got a few quest or a few messages being like, I did get a message from one boy being like, this is totally biased, and I just explained how you know I'm not a journalist and I do want it to be because he d- doesn't support Fine Gael or Fianna Fáil either. So I was just explaining how I was using my influence to my advantage, and he completely understood then at the end, and he was just like, okay, yeah, fair enough, keep doing you. Um, so like, if you just admit to it, like I fucking know that I'm using my influence. Like what? I don't know how, why people are complaining that when you both want the same outcome, it doesn't make any sense. You're literally just wasting your time. So people who want a left-wing government who are texting me giving out, it makes absolutely no fucking sense at all. We're literally fighting for the same thing. Anyway, yeah, a lot of people got worked up over the Sinn Féin thing because I know they're at the top of the polls at the moment. So a lot of my the people that would follow me would be supporting Sinn Féin and um I did say something about the economy I was given my opinion I was probably too opinionated on Sinn Féin at the moment but I just because the majority of people that are voting Sinn Féin who I have spoken to anyway are just voting Sinn Féin because other people are rather than actually doing their research behind it now when I'm giving my opinions on par- parties I try to give information to support it not just saying you know vote Sinn Féin up the rat which is the stupidest thing I've ever heard but I understand that the IRA were in defense of Ireland fought for the republic yada 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 I know they were good I wasn't saying that the IRA were bad I just said associated with terrorism which kind of you know rubbed people up the wrong way because that has been the forefront of arguments for Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil that they have been using like anything that Sinn Féin says they're just like but you're terrorists which is totally not true but I just included that in my um, information piece because that has been said like I just wanted to make people aware of that so that's like when you're doing a debate you need to look at and research all the arguments against you as well so that's why I was including that and then obviously scared for the economy because you know a lot of people's arguments with the Green Party is they're going to tax us to fuck and everyone keeps saying they're going to bring in the tar- carbon tax which again isn't true that was something that was brought in by Fine Gael um, so it was just annoying in that sense and to be honest, I have no, there's no reasoning behind me being scared of Sinn Féin. I just feel like anyone who I've spoken to who's involved with Sinn Féin has been very aggressive and scary. So that's kind of why I was, 
you know, you'd be scared of po- uh, political parties that have such an influence like that, where people are essentially, it seems like they're brainwashed that they're so aggressive against you if you have a, a different opinion to them. Um, so I would always just be wary of stuff like that. For example, not to compare to, but like, you know, Trump supporters are just like, yup, Trump. It's kind of the same realm as being like up the rah, you know, like young lads being like voting Sinn Féin because of up the rah rather than any other information. So that's why I'm just wary. But I have done my research and although I'm not completely happy with the political party, um, I totally am behind people voting for them, even though they can't overthrow the right-wing government because they only have 42 candidates running. So that's a big disappointment for people. I don't think people are aware of that. So we can't have a single government of Sinn Féin running the country because they only have 42 candidates running. They need to have 46 or more running to be able to overthrow Fianna Gael or Fianna Fáil. So that's why they have said they'd go into coalition with Fianna Fáil, but Fianna Fáil have said no. Um, so they probably, I have no idea what's going to happen in the future then. And historically, whenever Sinn Féin has been high in the polls, it never matches up to the actual election. Um, Now, this could just be the past and it could change for the future. I don't know. But that's just from my own research that I have noticed. So sorry if I offended anyone who was voting for Sinn Féin, but I just really, I was first of all annoyed at their shit climate action manifesto or their policies for climate action. Um, Yeah, just really weak, especially for farmers as well. There's barely any support for farmers. People were mad about that as well, being like, well, Greens aren't for farmers. The senator is literally a farmer. So that makes no sense at all. Another thing that people are saying is like, Greens aren't for rural Ireland. It's like they want to improve public transport. I have no idea. Or on a light rail for Waterford, Cork, Galway and Limerick. So I don't know what that means either. Um, and obviously there are candidates running from rural Ireland in the Green Party. So I don't understand where that argument is coming from. Um, and I don't, I really don't like that left-wing people are fighting against each other. Like I'm not essentially fighting Sinn Féin. I just, I'm wary of them, but I'm still voting for them in my top like five, I'd say. I don't know. Um, but there are our best chances of a left-wing government if they go into coalition with like the other left-wing parties. But who knows? I don't know. Oh my God, I'm so out of breath. But anyway, I think the Greens have um, the highest chance of actually making a change. I know they're past with the recession and austerity and bailing out the banks when we uh, went into a recession, uh, which was Fianna Fáil's fault. And unfortunately, uh, the Green Party was in coalition with them at the time. Um, so there wasn't much that they could do. Not that that's an excuse, but I'm not trying to judge each political party on their past. Fianna Gael and Fianna Fáil, essentially did cause all the bad things to happen to the country and that is the present as well as the past so they're not really going on off anything good but for every other political party they're not really doing anything bad presently um again with the Sinn Féin thing being associated with terrorism whatever that's also in quotation marks and I use that word very lightly but that's what the word that has been thrown around um I I don't understand the Quinn family thing I'm not really into it but I think it's just like I don't know the media just being against Sinn Féin I'm not really sure but remember when they didn't want Sinn Féin in the leaders debate either anyway I'm probably gonna enter trouble for this as well but like fuck RTE to be honest and Miriam O'Callaghan sorry your brother's in Fianna Fáil don't understand that and she obviously had to be biased but I don't think she was really Uh, but as I've spoken about before the reasoning why I'm so passionate about um climate action policies and climate action as the forefront of every issue that each political party should be putting forward is because uh, from studying sustainable development nah, I'm an online student nah, how many times have I have to say it anyway from studying sustainable development it's like very clear and made out very clear for you in each module how every single issue such as social housing healthcare education is all inextricably linked to climate action and climate change if climate if climate change isn't addressed now presently we're going to fucking run out of food like we will literally be fighting over food there won't be any houses because we won't be able to withstand climate change the water levels are rising we're in ireland like i don't know how many times i have to say it it probably like feels abstract because you can't see it right now but like my old house we moved but my old house the water is coming up to the back garden like that house will be gone in five years so if we actually bought that house like we'd have to move within 10 years and that is not if you really think about it in my lifespan as well that is a really short amount of time in 10 years obviously that's when you think about having a family so if I were to buy a house now you know I'd be looking for the center of Ireland and as well for the center of Ireland the extreme weather cases there's still flooding as well when there's a, a what is that called cyclones where there's like a dip um 
So that is obviously very terrifying, but people can't see it. Well, how it's linked to healthcare is that air pollution, um, without banning all the chemicals that are, you know, causing pollution, fossil fuels in the air, greenhouse gas, sorry, greenhouse gases in the air that is causing health problems, problems, asthma is on the rise. Um, you know, when there's uh, an in- increase in temperature, the transmission of diseases is, um, is transmitted. Sorry, I use transmitted twice. Is transmitted really easily through heat. Um, so higher chance of um, elderly mortality and children mortality as well so yeah that will fuck us over if it's not addressed right now and I know everyone keeps saying well we just have to address the issues now like the homeless crisis and uh, the housing crisis now if you do address you can you, you know it's possible to multitask as a woman I'm very aware of that there there is you know possibilities there is the minister for housing there is a minister for health there is a minister for whatever fucking climate Richard Bruton you're doing a terrible job but there is a minister for the environment and whatever agriculture but um they're doing a shit job so there is actually there is possibilities of doing everything at once because you know we have people we we have taxes that are paying TDs to do that so I don't understand when people are like we'll sort out housing now and then do climate action later that makes the timeline of that actually makes no sense since that climate change is getting worse by time and it's the only thing that has a time limit housing doesn't like that can be you know that is not uh, that is not linked to time um obviously like homelessness mortality rate is going up as well homelessness are homelessness is increasing if we do stop selling public land to private developers that could be done at the same time as you know like selling public land for wind farms and then everyone owning a piece of that land so everyone's receiving a bit of extra income and everyone's receiving free energy so that's something that taxpayers money could go towards um for example introducing a just transition into hemp farm industrial hemp farm chance of export giving people jobs and um a transition for farmers and is also sequestering co2 um a chance for biofuel it makes biofuel as well it makes concrete can be and makes yeah it makes bricks so and insulation so it can go towards building houses that's free material for houses i don't know oh, jesus christ i'm actually fucking getting really worked up over this and there's no way of me tracking the time of how long i've been talking but anyway yeah that's why i'm tactically voting for probably green party ahead of every, any other party because they have the highest chance of actually making a difference and have the best climate action manifesto and the only party that is putting climate action as their number one priority which i see as really dumb since everyone is like the fine gay lads are like oh we're leo's like we're making a difference in changing the world we're gonna make it like all my youtube ads is fucking leo talking at me on the screen being like we're gonna make a difference yeah why didn't you do it already like literally i've i've done climate ambassador training i've done my sustainable development training i've watched documentaries on every other country like doing all these amazing things costa rica is fucking carbon neutral country obviously we can do it we're small so it's easy easier for us to do it overall as a country anyway stop blaming the individual and just fucking government do something please i'm very annoyed over this anyway um as Eamon Ryan said as well, we don't have enough civil servants to actually run a, a country smoothly, so we need more jobs created with that. Uh, employment level, levels are really uh, high at the moment, so that's one good thing that's coming from the country, I suppose. And the taxes, I feel like we actually have all right taxes. Our taxes aren't that bad, but if taxes do go up, um, we'll just need a higher you know, pay rise and stuff like that to go along with it and cheaper rent. So if those two go hand in hand, it'll be much easier transition into a higher tax bracket. So I don't care too much about paying more tax if there is services to go along with it. For example, we pay taxes for clim- um, public transport and in- uh, cycling infrastructure and walking. I live in Galway. If I go out to my granny's house, I can't. Fo- I have to walk on the road to walk to the bus stop. You know, there's a lot of, and there's no street lights on most of the streets out there. And that's literally 10 minutes out of the city centre. So I could easily cycle from her house into back to my apartment in town, but I can't because there's no cycle lanes or street lights. So there's a really high chance of me getting knocked down. Um, so that's, and all these fucking Ollie Crow posters, if anyone's from Galway, they'll know what I'm talking about. He's just like, build a bypass. What the fuck are you talking about? He's like, I understand there's a lot of traffic in and out of Galway if you build a bypass that's just adding to more cars the lit just fucking build a light rail system so people can get the fucking train into town cut out uh cars in city centers so there's less traffic jams in the city center and forcing people to use the public transport make public trans transport accessible and affordable for people jesus christ how many times do i have to say it anyway 
building bypass it really disrupts um, natural habitats as well and the ecosystem and it's just overall bad at more cars more co2 emissions so i don't understand the fucking idiot oh my god i'm so mad anyway yeah um okay i said this podcast wasn't going to be all about the general election but oh my coffee's going cold uh, but we do have we do have such a privilege of democracy in this country. We have a chance to make a change, so please vote left. I really encourage to vote Greens as your number one because they have the highest chance of making an actual difference and are putting climate action and guess what? Social housing and healthcare as their priorities and mental health services. So like, it is possible for political parties to have more than one issue at their forefront. <sighs> I don't know how many times I have to say it. But anyway, um, so I really recommend putting Greens as your number one because they have the highest chance of actually making a difference and like putting action into uh, you understand what I'm trying to say but that's just like my tactical vote and my two cents I've talked about it to my dad more I keep going back and forth and whether I'm going to vote people for profit they're still going to be up high and make sure to fill out the whole form so do your like one to 14 or how many are on your ballot paper uh yeah that's all I had to say on that but other things that people wanted me to talk about was so difficulties of being a teenager basically I wanted to say um how stuff like this isn't really taught in schools um, because I think political parties want younger people to be more like not involved and complacent and just indifferent to all these things when it is in fact going to be just affecting them because at the moment old people are obviously voting for like you know the pension age staying at whatever I don't even know what the fuck I, I don't know what I'm going to do for my, for my pension and self-employed um but stuff like that, lower taxes, even though that doesn't make sense. If you're going to higher taxes, we want lower and everything else. Like I understand I would pay higher taxes if the services would go along with it and rent prices would go down and public transport would be free because then it would even out with each other. But people are just so scared of higher taxes. They're just like, no. So then the right wing parties are like, we will never up your taxes and all the services will be shit. You'll have a shit quality of life, which makes no sense at all um i'm going back to talking about the general election so that's why it's so hard for teenagers i think to have any prospects and when i go in to talk to secondary schools i have loads of secondary schools coming up by the way if you're from donegal clare uh am i doing one in waterford uh tipperary uh where else am i doing one Kerry, i think i'm doing one as well if you're in any of those schools I, i'm aware there's multiple schools in those counties but i can't remember the name of them i think one is called ennis diamond one is called milford in donegal anyway if you're in any of those schools, I will be coming soon to do talks on to to talks on climate action and sustainable fashion. But anyway, when I do go to schools, it's really like it's hard, it's disheartening to see, and it's also encouraging to see people that are really interested in what I have to say. Um, but also, it's very disappointing that they don't have the chance to vote, even though they do want to exercise a vote because they care about their future, and because there's not enough civil servants in Ireland, it takes really long for anything to get done. So. For example, like Brexit, a lot of people my age um, or younger wouldn't have had a chance to vote to leave or stay in the EU, but it's happening to them. So it's affecting them more than it would affect older generations because they will be dead. Um, but my generation will be, you know, adults when it's actually put into play and they'll feel the full effects. So that's really disappointing. Um, and the same goes for Ireland. That's just a little example I have. So if anything was to make a big change, uh, the younger generations didn't actually have a chance to vote on it because they're not old enough. And one of the Green Party's policies as well is to lower the voting age to 16. So just so you know. Um, um, and that's kind of how I got involved in environmentalism is because obviously I had a following on the interwebs and then I studied fashion buying. I kind of wanted to be like a fashionista sort of. My dream was to like go to all the London fashion weeks and then be a buyer for pennies. That was like my ideal. And then I watched The True Cost and then I had a... Um, uh, Tudor who was really into sustainable fashion so that's kind of how I got interested in it and obviously if you have an empathetic working compassionate brain you, it registers in your head being like this is wrong one plus one equals wrong so that's kind of how I got involved in it a lot of people it takes oh my god Motel Rocks have emailed me again for a collab and I literally told them to stop email oh my god I'm gonna snap anyway uh that's kind of how obviously it takes people a lot longer cough cough um Mika Francis it takes people a lot longer to put the two into compassion and empathy together and stop pr promoting and supporting fast fashion brands because it's promoting slave labor like yes oh my god I'm slaying in my plastic pink miniskirt but uh, you know uh, little kids who have been sexually assaulted and abused have made that so I don't think that it's worth it um 
so that's how I got involved in it I went to the circular fashion conference with Molly and then obviously talking to other people who are interested in sustainable fashion kind of motivates you more um and then I started giving presentations in secondary schools and then now that's what's driving me forward I now I'm a climate ambassador now I'm studying sustainable development and that's kind of what I'm trying to do for the future I have no idea what my prospects are for like 10 years time another question I got sorry I'm reading off like a Q&A that people have sent on my story another question I got was if I plan to have kids in the future now I'm a huge like I don't believe in law of attraction because it's kind of scary and it's like if you have a negative thought negative things will come into your life and I really don't believe in that because obviously people who suffer with uh, poor mental health or episodes of depression I suffer with like self-diagnosed seasonal depression which I, I think a lot of people do as well well especially in Ireland because we have such a, a long winter and short um daylight hours but I have been taking my vitamin D cis um you know eating my healthy fats but anyways a lot of people have been asking me if I wanted to have kids and it's another thing that came up in my panel at Electric Picnic with Ellie when we talked about climate anxiety. Now I have always been so maternal and like family orientated. I'm obviously not thinking of kids now um, but I'm obviously as a woman I think as well if you're in a heteronormative relationship I think the boy as well thinks that it's like what, what do we do if we get accidentally pregnant. Everyone has a plan. So like for me I'm in a safe, I'm privileged enough to be able to give a child a good life oh my god if Coley's listening to this he's just like oh my god no 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 but uh we're not planning to get pregnant anytime soon but in the future I've always been like I do want a family even though I'm aware it's very selfish of me to say that because I have studied the future of what the world would be like and it's not nice like it's if no action is taken so that's kind of what's motivating me to fight so much because I want to create a life and educate people so they know that they'll have to try and make an effort to create a life that's better for their children if they do want to have a family in the future and especially when I look at Cora as well if you think about it in 10 years she'll only be 14 like when I was 14 I was literally just waiting for when I was going to get my period um what I was going to wear to the disco do you know what I mean is my tan moldy um I hate all my teachers I hate my mom you know when you're 14 you're not thinking about like oh my god will I have enough food to eat in 10 years like what about my house will it be under under sea level like I looked at a map for I think it's 2045 around the Hoth and Sutton area uh that's where I'm from what houses will be underwater and it's like big red dots will be where all the houses will be underwater um my house that I'm living in now well that my dad lives in it will be underwater so that's fantastic anyway uh really great uh positive energy in this podcast but that's kind of what's driving me so much is like thinking about children and I think that's really hard for people to connect to but I think it's because I do have such a maternal head I've always kind of with my younger sisters as well like been like I need to look after them and kind of feeling responsibility for them and even with my boyfriend as well I'm like I want to look after you so much I just have that a lot of people I don't know it's just probably just the type of person I am I'm so amazing um I feel like I'm really big-headed by saying that I'm such a great person I'm literally such a no honestly obviously I have my faults but um that's just the kind of buzz I'm on at the moment I'm like I want to look after everyone I love kids and I do love kids um so it's really hard for me to think of the future and be like okay my kids won't have a good life essentially they won't have clean air to to breathe they'll probably all have asthma um but then at the same time when I'm being positive this is what I'm saying about the law of attraction thing one of the things that I do is like journal in a notebook that I have which is literally just like a word vomit notebook I have my study notes in it I have my video podcast ideas in it I have like as well my journaling in it so essentially what I do is like write out my ideal days and I do from um different sorts of timelines I do like maybe it could be my ideal day tomorrow it could be my ideal day in five years and could be my ideal day in 10 years so basically the 10 years one would be this is like really the inner depths of my soul that people I'm uncovering but it's a podcast so I don't care um so my 10 years one would be like I'm in a uh I'm in a nice uh farmhouse with my boyfriend I always see Coley in my future as well oh this is so creepy sorry this is weird but then like I have kids and I have loads of my family so my sister's over all the time I have a vegetable patch and I have solar panels geothermal water heaters um 
maybe a little wind farm if I have some land I do have an industrial hemp farm as well you know that's the kind of like really nice wholesome view I have for my future but then like the reality of it from studying sustainable development and climate science I'm just like the soil will be so eroded that there like there's no chance of me actually growing anything the extreme weather conditions don't allow for that because it would just blow away all my windows would be smashed there won't be any water for me to heat you know you know, that's depressing. I don't like that. So what I do to keep myself off that, and I suppose this is relating to my mental health as well, I feel like I have a very strong, healthy mental health and I don't want to uh, compare myself to other people because I know a lot of people suffer worse than me. Um, But I did struggle with mental health when I was like 18, 19. When, you know, you're coming to that age where you have no fucking idea what you want to do. And I think it's even harder. You think it's going to get easier. Like, oh, when I reach 22, I'm going to absolutely know what I'm doing with my life. I'm driving towards something Um, because I always like make five-year plans for myself and it just never goes in that way like it just absolutely is the uh, is the complete opposite of what I've planned out for myself but anyway that's the kind of what I do to keep myself motivated for the future and kind of excited for the future without um avoiding living in the present as well because I think a lot of my mental health is just like I'm thinking about the past like embarrassing things that I did in the past or what I could have done differently or I'm just like focusing too much in the future that I'm not actually you know, I, I can't get out of bed in the morning, you know, that kind of way. Um, so if anyone wanted, sorry about the slurping, but if anyone wanted to know how I address mental health issues, that's kind of what I do. Um, I have taken up yoga as well because I used to really like uh, yoga like two years ago. And this morning I did like a 10 minute morning yoga, but uh, it just wasn't even hard enough. And I was like, oh my God, I'm slaying. I'm so flexible. So I'm actually, I've worked myself up I'm doing like a hardcore half an hour one now instead so that gave me a bit of confidence boost too I hope there's not an echo in this room because I'm doing this in the kitchen um and then another thing that people ask me is about loving yourself so I have made YouTube videos about this too uh self-confidence self-worth self-love um I think everyone like every single person on the planet can't be fully secure all of the time but I do see myself as someone who would be um more secure in myself um you know the majority of the time rather than the majority of myself being insecure and not confident in myself and a lot of that has to do with um focusing things that are bigger on your bigger than yourself so for example like when I picked up reading and non-fiction books at the moment I'm reading the vagina bible I'll, I'll tell you a quick um fact I read in it in a minute but it's insane but anyway um a lot of it is just like educating yourself and so you know about issues that are bigger than yourself so then you realize the kind of issues that you're worrying about maybe your appearance or your personality is just like not important in the grand scheme of things and I think that's a lot to do with it but then another thing is like um overthinking if a lot of days because I am self-employed um it's really hard for me to motivate myself especially when I'm with Coley because you know when you're in love with someone you just want to stay with them all the time Uh, that's probably like an unhealthy codependency but when we live together like I literally want to spend every single second of my day with him and if we're in bed and like he sleeps in because he's a DJ oh yeah I'm even the DJ but you know what I mean he has a weird sleeping pattern and then I'm automatically just like I'm staying in bed with you which I really need to get out of the habit out of the habit of but it's kind of days like that where then I wake up at 1pm and I'm like oh my god I'm the fucking worst because you're not you didn't do anything productive that way day and you don't think like your value is as high as it was the day before where you were up at like 10 a.m doing stuff you know and talking to people um another thing that helps me with loving myself is like having um a really good circle of people around you uh but I did I was able to love myself when I, I had no friends like from the ages of I'd say like 16 to 19 well I did have friends but no like really really close friends and I think it was a lot to do with myself as well I was such a bitch I think um I just I don't know I just thought I I, I don't know what was wrong with me but I just was in a terrible mood and kind of taking it out on everyone um but I've learned now to be a nicer person and it's like you're a much happier person if you're nicer to people as well and just accept accept people's faults but I really wasn't able to do that and I wasn't able to trust anyone either um but I think it does um contribute a lot to your self-worth and loving yourself if you have a good circle of people around you and have really good um relationships with like your family and your friends because they're they're the ones that love you unconditionally especially your family so if you're getting along well with them if you like it's much easier to repair a relationship I think with a family member because they do love you unconditionally because you're uh blood related so it's really easy for me to like fight with my sisters and make up two minutes later 
so my advice would be to that is like make up your relationships as soon as you're finished the fight because you'll feel a lot better about yourself um but like of course there's still stuff that I'm embarrassed about for example I'm gonna get a little one I can't film YouTube videos in my apartment because I'm so embarrassed of doing them in front of Coley for some reason um even though he doesn't even watch them so it doesn't really matter but yeah I don't know what that's obviously my it's nothing that he's doing either to make me feel uncomfortable but it's just something I literally I can't bring myself to do it I just cringe like my my skin crawls me thinking you're doing it I suppose because if you're on a camera you try to accentuate your personality so I'm trying to make it interesting rather than just me talking in monotone like a podcast is way more relaxed and I don't have to really edit it or like edit out my breathing which I do in videos because you have to make it short and snappy because people's attention spans are very short for videos um and it is essentially my business now which is kind of putting the pressure on because that's how I'm making the majority of my money um because Depop isn't making me enough money as it should be so I'm taking sponsorships on YouTube now as well uh so I suppose that's like adding to the pressure of me having to make a perfect video and for it to be really good and you have to have it on time and the like the sponsor has to approve of it so all of that shit combined and then another thing I'm embarrassed about is um I started a food blog on Instagram where it's kind of just like my own food diary and my friends follow it but I I don't know for some reason if I find if like people found out about it I'm just like oh my god I'm so scared like for no reason like that's actually not embarrassing at all like my main Instagram is probably more embarrassing because it's literally like oh my god look at my huge tits you know um another thing we're talking about politics as well a lot of adults start to follow it and I'm very like how do I describe this very open-minded with my posts like I don't mind putting up my tits like because I don't see them as like a sexual object even though I am bisexual I'm just like oh my god tits hard eyes emoji but the object objectification of my body is kind of done in a humorous way I feel like on my Instagram and kind of to catch people's attention I kind of do it in a way where it's like my caption has something important to say pay attention so that's kind of the only way I or the reason I do it but with adults following me I'm just like oh you're kind of small like you I just assume that older people have like are small-minded I don't know that's probably really prejudice of me but am I wrong like the majority of the time I'm it's right to be honest isn't it but anyway um and another thing I wanted to touch on oh my god I don't even know if I have the time to add Ellie's me and Ellie's convo to this anyway but another thing I had I wanted to talk about was being sustainable and like where you kind of draw the line because obviously I'm just like I went through a phase of being like fuck bloggers and fuck everyone who's not making an effort which I still kind of stand by like I'm gonna be like I still kind of just like fuck anyone who's not making an effort and still making the excuse of being like we're out on a journey I fucking hate that like I like what do you mean you're on a journey literally just read an article and make a change in your life now like you're privileged enough to have a roof over your head and food in your fridge it's not that hard to make a difference in your fucking fashion life do you know what I mean anyway sorry fucking rampage there but um it does make it a classes issue like I'm talking about people in my own generation like my own age because I can relate to being a student and having no money and I live in like paying rent and all that shit and still being able to avoid going into pennies do you know what I mean but I'm not relating this to like a single mom of four who needs to buy you like school uniforms who needs to buy work clothes in pennies that is not what I'm talking about I solely I'm directing this at people my own age who have the same privilege as me as having a roof over their head I'm not relating it to like moms and stuff because then it is a classist issue then it's just like oh my god you don't breastfeed you know those people I'm not one of those people um like my mom gave birth and went to work two weeks later like I'm understand about the working mom I understand like there's five kids in my family so a lot of times like we would just take hand-me-downs but like the odd time if like we had to buy a penny sometimes do you know but now that I'm my own adult I like I don't have kids I don't have responsibilities of kids but I would know how to be sustainable with a child because I have gone to so many panels so many talks because I am exposed to that realm of sustainability but a lot of mams aren't and wouldn't fucking have the time like it is it is literally my profession to know about sustainability that is like my sole purpose and um you know a lot of mams have to go to work nine to five every day so that is why I fight so much for people to exercise their vote because it is people like that who don't have the resources to live sustainably so that's why we have to have infrastructure to lower our carbon emissions as a fucking country 
Anyway, that's why it's so important because we can't blame the individual. Whereas, of course, it is good to make an effort where you can. But like there are some days where this is another thing where it's like drawing the line. For example, me and Coley um, went to Belfast for one of his gigs and neither of us had any money because I hadn't got paid for a sponsorship because it takes like a month for money to go into your account after one. Um, it was just we just finished January which is like a really quiet month you know for DJing and for clothes so like I neither of us were making an income we got to Belfast Coley wasn't paid on the night so the two of us had a packet of crisps for dinner okay now I'm not like oh poor me we had a packet of crisps obviously people have it a lot worse but for example I try to avoid crisps which is a weird thing that I have but you just know that packets of crisps don't ever biodegrade and you can't recycle them so in my head I'm like I'm a shit person and then another time we when we did our food shop we only had a fiver budget and we had to go to Aldi and obviously all the food is imported and really high processed even though I am a vegan and it's the lowest carbon emitting diet um but if you are buying imported foods it is still contributing to climate change so shopping in Aldi when I'd usually shop in like we have a a vegetable market kind of outside of our Tesco rather than shopping in our Tesco with my little eco bags like ooh, I'm so great you know what I mean but when you are in a budget it's hard to do that because you can't make your full meal on a few veggies you have to buy other things to give it substance and then like the filling station my refill store is closed on a Monday and because we travel so much I could only be home say on a Monday and Tuesday and then I wouldn't have food Uh, I wouldn't have food on that Monday if I wasn't able to go to the refill store because it's closed so it's kind of like then when you're drawing the line like I am trying my best but there's actually nothing else I can do in this situation um but like other than that I am obviously trying my best and our house is like probably um oh my coffee's cold now um our house is like it doesn't really create that much waste but Coley is addicted to sweets and so we do have a lot of wrappers in our bin and we can't get a compost bin because we do live over a club and it would attract loads of rats so and we don't have a flat roof so we can't have it on the roof and we don't have a balcony so we can't have it on the balcony but we're still trying to figure that out and see if there's a way that we can have a compost bin and because I'm a climate ambassador I have to kind of get in touch with my local regional climate officer and they'll give me information I hope on like local what you call those like community gardens where I can kind of start a compost but as well that's very inaccessible for me because we'd have to probably walk 15 minutes through town with big compost bins that have been rotting in our house and that would create a really bad smell and probably attract rats in our apartment and you know you'd have to make a trip to the compost bin every day if you wanted to avoid that which is obviously not doable well probably doable but like it takes a lot of time and very just like inconvenient um so that's another thing where I wanted to touch on just like drawing the line with sustainability and another thing that has annoyed me with like the whole realm of sustainability is that a lot of events um which are fantastic I'm doing my own event soon in Paulus Palos I never know how to fucking say it I'm the worst um in Palos Cinema in Galway I'm doing an upcycling event but because like Galway is such a small population I'm freaked that no one's gonna go like I'm so paranoid that no one's gonna go um and because I did that poster making workshop for the climate strike the climate strike didn't even end up happening in Galway because it wasn't people like I don't know well Fridays for Futures weren't holding it or hosting it and then um like only five or six people came and that was a free event so like I'm freaked now that I'm gonna have a paid event for upcycling and I'm just freaked that no one's gonna go but anyway a lot of things like um are of, of like sustainable fashion events are based at festivals um at you know like the tower building in dublin so that's like people from the capital and it's people who have uh spare time if that makes sense so like students like me who want to get involved and like meet other people but it ends up being the same people like over and over again so you're not really branching out or going outside the comfort zone of teaching people about sustainability and how they can make a difference in their life you have to somehow like infiltrate institutions which is why I go into schools so why I do talks in schools because that's like basically essentially forcing people to listen to you even when they don't want to um and teaching about sustainability from an approachable way because I'm a young person you know preaching about these things so they're more likely to listen to me but like doing running paid events which I understand I'm doing to like kind of make rent and still host an event that isn't readily available in Galway because there's no other events like that and it would be a fun thing to do 
nevertheless I'm not making excuses that I'm giving out about other events but you know what I mean um there's no other events in Galway like that so I just thought I'd branch out and bring one to Galway so and obviously bring more business to Paulus as well because a lot of people don't know about it um and it's just like a fun like networking event but anyway um that is why my focus is like to infiltrate uh, institutions like schools colleges and also workplaces for mams but a lot of times like students need to help out their parents because we can't have like the whole sole purpose of parents like make dinners and food you need you need the children like the youth to be able to motivate the parents and educate parents and you know help out with cooking dinner and make meatless monday meals and help with a sustainable fashion because a lot of times parents are more likely to listen to their children and be most influenced by their children rather than me a fucking squish because they have no respect for me because i'm younger than them but they do have respect for their own children because you know fruit of the loom or fruit of the womb fruit of the loom that's like the fucking clothes brand anyway fruit of the womb um so that's kind of my two cents on sustainability and how I think the best way to influence other people to be more sustainable in their day-to-day life, but obviously have uh, a stronger drive towards governmental change, legislative change and policy change. Um, and that's like a just transition for farmers. That's including farmers. If you do have farmers in your family, the climate action with the Green Party policy, I really encourage you to read the manifesto anyway, but they are promoting a just transition for farmers, not just like, fuck you farmers. And I understand that there's a strong connection with history and tradition with how we farm in Ireland, but unfortunately we will have to change that. Now, I know like uncomfortable change has to come with the con- like consequences and the consequences of climate change is too prevalent for us not to have an uncomfortable change. So I apologize already for that, even though it's not my fault, but it's everyone's fault for contributing to climate change. But we will have to, there's a sense of like changing tradition. But like, of course, you know, traditionally, you know, women weren't allowed to vote and that had to change as well. Sorry, men who were offended by that. But there's some things that just are not right and need to change with (sighs) evolution. I'm sorry. Um, So the last thing, Jesus, this is really getting on. How long have I been talking? The last thing I wanted to talk about was Love Island and my association with the psychoanalyzing of like relationships and stuff. I am very, I'll give my little fact from the Vagina Bible. I'm very interested in sexual health, sexual well-being and like sexual partners. So from the Vagina Bible, weird fact of the day, but if you do have sex in the third trimester, this is a heteronormative relationship, so penis penetration. If you do penis penetration sex during your third trimester, there is a one in a million chance, obviously very low chance, but still a chance, a one in a million chance of an air bubble getting caught, traveling through the placenta, getting stuck in an artery, and giving you a heart attack. How fucking weird is that? I can't handle it. Anyway, just thought I'd give that little fact there. But anyway, watching Love Island last night, so... Today I'm recording this, it is Wednesday, so Tuesday night's episode, so this will be going on Thursday, so basically two nights ago, um, you know, I knew it, I already knew it, I was like, Callum is obviously, his head's going to be turned, he's never been in a relationship before, so he doesn't understand the concept of commitment, or like loyalty, and I think that's something that you just learn over time, because obviously a lot of people, as in quotation, their heads get turned, right, because there is the whole of like sexual attraction to people, but I think what withstands a relationship is the emotional connection you have, um, your personality, uh, what do you call that? Compatibility, uh, your morals with each other, um, that sort of thing. Like me, for I'm just giving an example of my own current relationship, which obviously isn't perfect, but I think it's like the most perfect. It's the most perfect it can be, I think, because I have a better understanding of what it is to be mature in a relationship. Um, obviously we have very like real mutual respect for each other uh, really equal relationship and have the same morals but obviously different opinions as well but are able to have a mature conversation about it rather than just screaming at each other and it's not so different opinions that I don't have respect from for example like obviously we'd have the same outlook on like equality and things like that but maybe we prioritize different things in our life Um, so I just think it's so fucked about the Callum thing um being like I'm going for a sexual attraction over uh personality compatibility because like Molly might be an idiot she might be an airhead but like he might be as well I don't know but 
and obviously I don't think Shauna's perfect either I'm not this is so weird that I'm psychoanalyzing this but anyway um I don't like I don't think Shauna's perfect either but she's obviously gas um and she wouldn't be my type physically either in looks wise but I think she's hilarious but also I do think she could be kind of um hot-headed sometimes and just like kind of snappy which I'm not into as women um when it's just like we're so stereotyped to be like real hot-headed and like psychopathic towards boys when a lot of us actually aren't like that but it's really annoying when girls paint a picture like that for us when we're just like oh you're fucking pissing me off and then like do the silent treatment for two days I really don't like that stereotype because I'm not like that at all I I like having conversations and I like being nice to my boyfriend I don't know um and as well because she had she had an already existing complex that Callum was going to cheat on her or like his head would be turned which as well I don't like stereotyping boys in that way like picturing boys in a way that they're just like all about sexual attraction but it's shows like this like Love Island that give girls a complex that all boys care about is looks which is why I think it's so it's very easy for me to watch because I'm very secure in myself and I have you know bigger fish to fry I don't really care about my appearance that much even though I do like looking nice but I know if you are aware that you are are not you cannot it's a physically impossible to be the best looking person in the world because every single person has a different type and everyone is a different oh shit someone from england is calling me oh my god stop sorry about that got a call from england that was the wrong number um i got excited for absolutely no reason um getting my movie deal anyway what i was saying is everyone is a different type of beauty everyone's a different type of beautiful that could be sewn on a pillow jesus christ i'm actually killing it today um anyway yeah it's really important not to get sucked into shit like that because i think it's so unhealthy especially for girls to be like only looks matter And as I said earlier today to myself in the mirror, you can pay as much as you want, you can waste as much money as you want to look a certain way, but you can't pay for a personality. And that is what's gonna make people stick around in the long run. Um, And I know evolutionary speaking, our natural primitive instinct is to, you know, reproduce and be with the partner. But again, as if evolution changes us, we're kind of moving away from that. You know, people are becoming more independent. We're more focused on other things like, um you know working with NGOs and doing all great things not just relationships even though obviously relationships are great as well I myself am a serial monogamist I'm very in love with my boyfriend and I love being in a relationship with him and I want to be together forever but you know what I mean like that is my mentality but not everyone is like that but also I'm aware and have you know read up enough stuff to know that it is not just looks that keeps people together as mu- as good looking as you are you need to have sort of a, a person you know things to say you need stuff needs to come out of your mouth you need to have stuff in between the ears but yeah that was just a little absolutely ir- irrelevant rant but I just wanted to say that as well um but as well it is important you know I really like looking nice I I love I'm very interested in sexual attraction and sexual health from the reading the vagina bible so I like looking sexy like that is just one thing I'll say I do like looking sexy I love getting my tits out I love like having a nice ass and I love being tan tone fit and ready turn it off because it's getting heavy anyway I think I'll leave the podcast there how long have I been talking for I actually have a sore throat from talking so much I hope this was this was actually really fun. The whole reason I started this podcast was to not talk about myself, but I literally just did that for, I think, an hour. So I'm really sorry about that, but every other episode will just be interviewing people. But I just wanted to word vomit onto my microphone just before the general election to, you know, make people aware of what I'm all about and, you know, my actual thought process rather than just writing it and talking on my story. Oh, Jesus, I need to breathe. Okay. So please, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, please rate me five stars if you like this and uh share it on your story if you liked it and message me if you have anything to say or any comments on what I was talking about and I've no idea I'm going to title this podcast either but I hope it was interesting and I didn't talk too fast and thank you so much for everyone who actually listens to my podcast and think that I I I don't know gives me self-worth so thank you for people that listen to me and actually value my opinion so yeah thanks for tuning in to this episode of the key cast as well if anyone has any name suggestions I really wanted something to do with like extinction rebellion like wordplay on that but like youth so like youth rebellion or you know young voice some shit like that not something to do with my name because I really don't like the name key cast anyway um I love you all so much and hope you have the best day ever and the best life ever uh bye